It's the football, 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 and sometimes other sports show. Here's your host, AJ Nicoletti. What up? FFFSOSS.com. At FFFSOSS. Twitter.tv slash AJNick3. Big show on this Thursday edition of the pod. Conference championship weekend. Conference championship Sunday. One of the best days in the NFL. I understand there's only two games, but it's the four best teams that we have left here. And two teams are 60 minutes away from going to the ultimate game. Where legacies are created and champions are crowned in the Super Bowl. So this weekend sets up that game and I love Conference Championship Sunday. So much. So very, very excited for that. So in the kickoff, we'll talk about what's at stake for these teams, for these players, for these quarterbacks in championship weekend. Then uh NFL playoffs, conference championship preview will go game by game, deep dive into all the numbers. Uh weekend soccer preview, college basketball, and some golf at the end of the program. But of course, we are very focused on these two games. Um because the winners go to the Super Bowl, baby. That's what we're talking about. So, um, in the kickoff, we're going to say what's at stake for these guys. And then we'll preview the games. Weekend soccer preview, some college basketball talk, and some golf at the end of the program. So, let's go right into it. What is at stake on Championship Sunday? We'll start with Baltimore hosting Kansas City. Lamar versus Mahomes. No playoff meetings between these two quarterbacks. And Mahomes is 3-1 and one versus Lamar, but Lamar won the last game. And it's the fifth conference championship game in NFL history that's featuring two former MVP quarterbacks. And it's the first in which both of those quarterbacks are under the age of 30. Okay. And if he had given Lamar his MVP, which he's going to get, I wonder how it would have been with the two uh, multiple time MVP winners. I think it probably would have been the first and especially under 30, right? Uh, you got the Ravens. The fourth team since the 1970 merger to have a first-team All-Pro quarterback and the number one scoring defense in the NFL. The three previous teams to do that, 72 Dolphins, 78 Steelers, 96 Packers, all three of those teams went on to win the Super Bowl. It's the Ravens in the title game since the first time since 2012. They're going for their third Super Bowl appearance, and they are 2-0 in Super Bowl. So they are trying to get back Mahomes has only played in AFC title games as a starter. Six in a row, trying to get to his fourth Super Bowl, two and one in the big game, as we know from Mahomes. And it is, you know, anytime you have these records and you look back at Brady and the Pats going to all those AFC title games in a row and then getting to the Super Bowls and winning them, we didn't think people could match that. And I'm not saying that it can be matched like for like, but we are in a moment here with the Chiefs where Mahomes is doing things that Brady did. And if Mahomes can continue to do that, he's going to get into that conversation with Brady sooner than a lot of people might have thought. Okay? So Mahomes trying to get to his fourth Super Bowl. He's only played in title games in the AFC postseason. So that's the story 
there. Flip it over to the Niners hosting the Lions in Santa Clara. The Niners are making their third in a row, fourth in the last five, and seventh appearance in the NFC Championship game since 2011. San Francisco 2-4 and four in those games. The other six, three of which have come under Shanahan the last three since 2019. Shanahan has a chance to pass Bill Walsh for the best postseason win percentage in club history with a win over Detroit. Now, what Bill Walsh had that he didn't have the Super Bowls, but if Shanahan caps one off, it, it does mean a thing if you get that ring. That's what they say. That first title game, Shanahan had Jimmy G. Now the last two, he has Purdy. We know he barely had Purdy for the last one. And then uh, Johnson even got hurt, so they had to put Purdy back in when he couldn't even throw the ball. So um, the Niners certainly looking to avenge what happened to them in this title game last year where they didn't feel like they got a fair shake, and I'm sure a lot of people agree, and I certainly agree. Uh, but that's that happens in the game. It's a physical game. Flip it over to the Lions. The first title game since 1991, trying to go to their first Super Bowl. Goff joins a list of Brady, Manning, Favre, Kurt Warner of QBs to lead two different franchises to title games. Peyton Manning and Tom Brady are only starting quarterbacks who have won two Super Bowls for two NFL teams. So Goff can't join that list because he lost with the Rams, but he can join those two and Craig Martin and Kurt Warner who have started Super Bowls for two different teams. So Goff can join that list. He can't join the Brady Manning list because he lost to Brady uh, with the Rams against the Pats. But he can join the list along with Craig Morton, Kurt Warner, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, who have two uh, guys that have taken two separate franchises to Super Bowl. So those are some of the statistics, some of the things that are at stake this weekend. And let's dive into previewing it now. Kansas City, Baltimore could be rainy in Baltimore. Start with the Baltimore offense. Lamar and that uh, company have scored 31-plus in seven straight home games. Now, the defense has had some plays there as well, but really the offense has been clicking down the stretch of this season. In the running game, it's Edwards, it's Hill, and a little bit of Cook even, and we know Lamar. Whether it's design runs, whether it's scrambles, uh, he will be running the football, and he's done a great job of not fumbling. I mean, I remember earlier in career, his career, uh, one of the knocks I had was he was a fumbler. And maybe he didn't lose every single one, but he did lose a bunch of them. So he's done a great job with that, protecting the football. So I have to give him credit about that. He's, he's certainly lessened the fumbles and who they're kind of matched up against. And it is the number one rushing yard per game attack in the NFL, going up against the KC backers in Bolton and Gay, who make big plays in the postseason. In the run game, in the pass game, you see those guys time and time again rallying to the football, making plays, stopping guys on third down. So they're going to have to do a big, big job in the run game, um, especially against these two, these three backs now with Cook having a couple good carries. Now, we know he's not going to get more carries than Edwards or Hill, but if he gets a, a couple carries to spell, it could um, it could break him open like he did before. He had, a, what, a 20-yard run or something like that, I think, last week? Or at least a, a bigger run, a chunk play run. Uh, Hill had a good game last week. Edwards had an all right game last week. And we know Lamar had a great game. Uh, for, you know, maybe not the numbers, but he, he played well. Strong offensive line in Baltimore, and they go up against Chris Jones, who is the feature, and we know it's a Kansas City pass rush that gets sacks. Carl Loftus, uh, Dana, Dottie, Amenahu, these guys are getting to the quarterback, and if they can stop the run early in downs and force Lamar into third and eight, third and nine, where they could possibly play coverage, because you saw last week the Texans, blitzed Lamar a lot 
and he did a good job of getting rid of the ball. So give him credit against the blitz. Now, he did get sacked a couple times, a few times, I believe. So a a Baltimore line that can give up sacks and a KC defensive line that's going to need sacks. KC's going to need turnovers. KC's at least one or two, and they cannot turn the ball over to the Raven defense. The KC uh, Chiefs have to win the turnover margin in this game, no doubt about it. And they haven't done great with that all season, so we'll see what happens um, with that. And that, now you go to the passing game. Flowers in the slot against McDuffie is a gigantic matchup. I would guess Snead is going to follow Beckham, if I had to guess. Um, and you let Aguilar Bateman go um, with Reed or, or, or Watson, possibly, if he's not gonna, if he's going to drop into coverage out of the safety spot. Edwards on the back end going up against possibly likely. Uh, Bolton and Gay could possibly cover likely as well. And and then the big question mark for the Ravens skill position is Mark Andrews coming back. And he's been out since week 11. I don't know if he can come in and give you 35 snaps, but he could come in and, and run a seam ball and catch a ball over the middle. You know, um, I don't think he's going to play a ton, but if he can play, that's certainly something that you have to be ready for. Um, if you're the Kansas City defense and, and and ready and schemed for, so I think when the Ravens have the ball, are they able to get that rushing attack going? Is it stabilizing their passing game, or are they going to have to rely on Lamar to make a lot of plays from dropbacks, either scrambling or throwing the football? I think the Chiefs are going to want him to throw because they're going to take their chances with their secondary. They like the matchup. Snead has been really good. McDuffie's been really good in the slot. So I think they're going to try to make Lamar throw the football and try to make Lamar make some mistakes. They might have to sell out on the run. They might get burnt for a couple chunk plays here and there, but they got to get a turnover. They have to find a way to get a turnover. Um, I believe that's the way that the KC defense can uh, stop and stall the Ravens. Because, yes, the Ravens are going to get points because if they sustain drives, Tucker's going to make the kicks even if they can't get into the end zone. And you saw last week they did a pretty good job in the red zone, which we'll get to um, in a second. So offensively for Baltimore, Lamar obviously the key, but can Kansas City get into long third downs where they might not have to blitz all the time on a third and four to protect against a run blitz, uh, a run with a run, right? So... Can Kansas City dictate the down and distance to the Ravens? Or will the Ravens control that? Watch for that to be a big matchup. Flip it over to the Kansas City offense. Mahomes, arguably off his best game in Buffalo. Maybe not the most you know statistical one, but he had a lot of plays with his feet. He made a lot of plays with his arm. Um, he trusted MVS on some sideline goal balls. Uh, where he came down with them. So Mahomes off arguably his best game, his highest rated game, if I'm not mistaken. And the KC offense is 10-0 scoring 21-plus. So that's something to keep in mind. You know, we, we I mentioned Lamar and the Ravens offense, 31 straight in seven home games. If the Kansas City defense can do a number on them, that opens it up for Mahomes to score possibly 21-plus and win the game like they've done. So Mahomes... The ultimate equalizer. He can scramble. He can run. He makes all the throws. He's very prepared. Um, 
He's the guy, right? And to the traditional run game now, we'll get some Mahomes in a second throwing to guys, but Pacheco, the hard runner, big run to seal the game last week in Buffalo. Edwards Alaire's done a nice job in McKinnon's absence. They, I'm sure they want him back. Uh, but those guys going up against Smith and Queen. Maybe the best duo in the league at the linebacker position. We'll get to another one in, in Warner and Greenlaw in a second when we get to that game. But Smith and Queen between in the run game and possibly covering Kelsey and splitting that with um, Hamilton and Stone possibly, uh, depending on who, how many looks they're going to throw at Kelsey and Mahomes with that matchup. But Pacheco, Edwards Hilaire against Smith and Queen. You heard um, Roquan Smith and mic'd up if you if you got that segment. Um, it's a run. He's he's all in on the he's all in on the preparation. He's done a great job there um, since coming in. And Queen's been great. Queen's been great since they drafted him. So that's the matchup there. Chiefs offensive line had a good season and a real good game against the Bills last week as well. And they're going up against three guys with ten plus sacks and Clowney, uh, Van Noy. Matabuke in the inside, and then Pierce as well. Number one in sacks as a team, the Ravens were. So can Mahomes be protected by that O-line? Can that O-line get something going with a forward foot in the run game against uh, Matabuke inside there? And then we go to Mahomes throwing. Kelsey against Hamilton, Stone, Queen, Smith, whoever. Rice and Valdez scaling have to have big games. Humphrey's good to go, I believe. Stevens is in. Darby's in. So that Ravens secondary is good. Rice is going to have to have a big game in a big spot. And Valdez Scanling's going to have to do what he did in Buffalo, which is when the opportunities present themselves, you got to come down with those targets. And he did a great job on two big plays, two big chunk plays, I believe both on scoring drives, if I'm not mistaken, for the Chiefs, those Mahomes to Valdez Scanling connections. So... Chiefs have to take care of the ball. No more Miko Harmon fumbles. No Edwards. No fumbles. No picks. If the Chiefs turn the ball over, I think they lose. It's that simple. Because I don't know if the Ravens are going to give them one. Right? So the Chiefs cannot turn this football over. Absolutely cannot. When they have the ball. All right, let's go to the numbers. Third down, Baltimore is the ninth best offense in the league. Right? Seeing going against the Kansas City Number 10 defense and getting off the field. Eighth in fourth down offense. Baltimore seventh in fourth down defense for Kansas City. So great matchup on that side of the ball. And then, of course, Kansas City. Sixth in offense on third down. Seventh in defense, the Baltimore Ravens. 19th on fourth down. Not great. Second on fourth down, the Baltimore defense. So third down. Gigantic in these type of games. Can you sustain possessions offensively? Can you get off the field defensively and get it back to your offense? Playoff numbers, Baltimore was 4 of 12 offensively on third down, 2 of 2 on fourth, so not great. And Kansas City through two games is 8 of 26, the opponent, and 5 of 9 on fourth down. Kansas City offense through two games, 7 out of 20 in third down, so not really living up to what they did in the regular season, 1 of 1 on fourth. And the Baltimore defense last week only gave up four conversions out of 12, and uh, the Texans were also 0 for 1 on fourth down. Go to the red zone, Baltimore 8th in touchdowns in the red zone in the league, 61% against Kansas City's defense, giving up 50%, eighth in the league defensively, touchdown rate. Kansas City offense, 17th, going against Baltimore's second 
rated uh, touchdown defense. So they do a great job in the red zone of making a kick field goals. Four out of ten are touchdowns. You know, a lot of other teams, it's like they're giving up at least five out of ten. Possibly six, seven out of ten. Okay? Um, Playoffs in this category. Baltimore, five trips last week, four touchdowns, one field goal. They were great, and they did not give up a trip against themselves. Kansas City, ten trips so far, four touchdowns, five field goals, one fumble. And they've given up four trips, three touchdowns, one field goal. They got it. Kansas City, if they get into the red zone, have to get touchdowns. Kelsey has preached it. It's a touchdown mentality. Mahomes has preached it. They have to get touchdowns. Even though Bucker's a good kicker, it's hard to win on the road kicking field goals, especially in big games. Okay? Turnover margin. Baltimore, number two, plus 12. 19 giveaways, 31 takeaways. They did a really good job of holding on to the football. Um, whether that was Lamar not making crazy throws, whether that's him eliminating the fumbles from his game and Hill and Edwards doing a good job not fumbling either. And defensively, 31 takeaways is a big number. So give that defense a lot of credit. Um, they find ways to get the ball. That's for sure. And Kansas City's 28th in, in the regular season, uh, minus 11. 28 giveaways, 17 takeaways. A lot of turnovers. Um, a lot of fumbles. From Mahomes' crew, unfortunately, and not a lot of takeaways. Now, did they do a pretty good job of getting off the field? Yeah, look at their, you know, third down defense, tenth in the league, not bad. But they didn't do a great job of turning teams over. Playoffs, no turnovers in the Raven game last week against the Texans, and the Chiefs have lost a fumble in each game. You go to the specialists, two of the best kickers in Tucker and Butker for Baltimore and Kansas City, respectively, and then Stout does the punting for Baltimore, and Townsend does the punting for Kansas City. In the playoffs, Ravens gave up that special team's punt return touchdown. Uh, no missed kicks from either kicker uh, when you look at the specialists. All right, Ravens win if they play 60 minutes. I think that's been my knock on the Ravens all season. They've gotten away with not playing complete football games, whether that's blowing some teams out in the first half and then holding on for dear life in the second half or you know, not playing a sleepwalking first half and then second half pouring it on. I think if they're going to beat the Kansas City Chiefs, they have to play 60 minutes uh, because Kansas City has been in this game. All Mahomes has done is gotten to this game. Lamar, though it's at home, though he's got uh, another playoff win, which is big, This is the Chiefs. This is the team that has kind of dominated this conference since Brady's left. And I know, you know the Bengals get to a Super Bowl and they beat it fine. But it's been the conversation in the AFC starts with the Kansas City Chiefs. Even with Lamar. Even with Josh Allen. Even with all these other great quarterbacks across that uh, conference. It starts with the Kansas City Chiefs. So if the Ravens play 60 minutes, defense did last week, the offense did not. But they overcame it because they got their act together in that second half. Ravens got to play 60 minutes. Now, the Chiefs win, I think, if Lamar gets out dueled by Mahomes. I think it's that simple. I think if Mahomes is the best player on the field and that Raven defense shows a little weakness, which, to be fair to them and, and give credit to them, they haven't done a ton of this season, okay? But they're going up against, to me, the best player in the league. And I know Lamar's the MVP, and, and but for me, this guy's the best. 
and I think he outduels him. So I'm going to pick Kansas City 27-20. I think the Kansas City defense is much better than people are giving them credit for. And you hear in some like some people give them credit, but it's still Mahomes. Oh, oh, oh. Listen, that defense is really good, and Spags is going to have a good game plan because he's been in a lot of good games and a lot of big games, and he's had to change some game plans on the fly, and he's done a great job of making adjustments. Whoever makes that first adjustment, if one team is uh, playing well in the first half, look for the adjustments to be made. I'm going to go Kansas City 27-20. I think the KC defense shows up, gets a turnover, possibly two. Mahomes doesn't turn it over. He understands he has a great defense that's going to give him opportunities to stay in this game. So I don't think Kansas City has to be ultra-aggressive kind of like that. So I like Kansas City to win another road game and get to another Super Bowl. All right, Detroit, San Francisco next. San Francisco with the ball. Purdy isn't asked to do a ton, as we know. Last in pass attempts. Even though he is talented, he's still getting knocked. People still look to knock him, all that kind of stuff. I don't know if that's fair. I don't know if that's right, but we'll see. I, I think this is a really, really big game for Brock Purdy. I don't want to say legacy. That's not what I, but it's a big game in his career. Because there's even a lot of people that still say, you know, Darnold's going to win that job next summer. Really, you think? Like, there's people that say that. So, um, it's a big game for Purdy, especially after last year where he had taken over. He was, you know, helping get that team to the next level, and then he gets hurt in, in that game. That was that was tough. That was tough. So, we'll see what Purdy's made of this time around at home. Now, you go to the run game, it's McCaffrey. Yes, Mitchell is a good back, but McCaffrey, two touchdowns last week, absolutely special player. Even out of the backfield in the screen game, we know how special he is, but... These three linebackers for the Lions are going to have to play big. Anzalone, Campbell, Barnes. Barnes had a pick last week. Um, they have to play big in the run game. They have to play big in the pass game, in the pass rush game. If they can, you know, frustrate that Niner rushing attack, because what we've always kind of talked about with Shanahan, he calls running plays almost like they're passing plays with the variables, with the options, with the um, all the moving parts and the motions and the reads, all that kind of stuff. So the way he kind of designs those run plays are almost like pass plays. So the Lions have to be prepared for this dynamic running game to come in. And it's a really good offensive line that the Niners have, that we know. And... I don't love the depth that the Lions have on their line. Hutchinson is an animal. We know that. But who else is going to step up with him to make an impact on that game in the trenches when the Niners have the ball? Who on the Lions is going to step up defensively to go alongside Hutchinson, get to the court? I'm not sure who can do it. Now you go to the skill position guys again. Debo is the big question mark. He got popped in the shoulder early in the game. He, had, he couldn't come back in. Not really going to practice this week. The Niners are a different team without him. Are they much worse? No, that's not what I'm going to say. I don't think that's fair. They are a different team. They cannot do all the things they're looking to do in the run game, in the pass game, whether that's the screen game or the deep passing threats. 
they can't do the things they want to do. So Debo has to be in this game. And I think they're, you know, resting him. I think they didn't have to throw him in last week because maybe they thought they didn't necessarily need him. Even though they came back and won the game and they were losing. So Debo status big. Ayuk's had a really nice season. He blocks in the run game. He makes physical catches. He's been making plays. Jennings stepped up. He had a great catch over the middle. High ball that might have been picked off if he doesn't come down with it. In a big moment when Debo was out and he comes in the game, right? So Jennings was big. We know how important Kittle is, one of the best tight ends in the league. And it's not a good secondary in Detroit. I know Gardner Johnson's back. He had an, uh, the other pick against Bake last week. So he can make some plays, but Sutton got cooked. I don't trust Vidor. Branch is getting cooked. Jacobs isn't great on the back end. So the Niners, who are almost adverse to throwing the ball a ton, the matchup might be spread them out and throw and then run the ball at the end of the game. You know, I, I could see that possibly breaking the mold that Shanahan's looking to do of, hey, we're going to pass to set up the run because they – Cannot match up with us. So I wonder what the strategy, the balance will be coming out of that Kyle Shanahan offense when the Niners have the ball. Now I go to Detroit. Goff's on fire. And you know I love Goff. I I love the ball he throws. I think he's a fantastic quarterback. I don't it all worked out in LA with Stafford coming in and winning a ring and now Goff's in a, in a title game. So I guess you could say it all worked out. Um but I I, I don't feel great about what happened, him getting knocked out of L.A. I don't think that was fair. Um, but the Rams win a Super Bowl, and Stafford wins a Super so you can't really knock it. You know what I mean? However, back to Goff here. I think he's had an outstanding postseason. He's really firing the ball where it needs to be. He's doing, you know, he's staying in the pocket. He's taking hits. He's being that leader that Dan Campbell needs him to be. So I think Goff, I think he deserves a ton of credit. Run game, Montgomery, Gibbs, and then also Reynolds, I guess, if you're going to give him the ball, which is crazy. But this two-headed monster with Montgomery being physical and Gibbs also being able to break you know, any run, any swing pass, any wheel route into a touchdown, that's tough to defend against. That's a big play machine. And even, like, in the red zone, they don't mind running, like, power. You know, you don't see a lot of teams run a ton of quarterback power or running back power in the red area. You know, you see some counters. You, see, you don't really see a lot of, all right, line it up under center. We're going to run it. Because a lot of teams, you know, you run out of space, so you still want to throw the ball. But the Lions line up, you know, offset eye. Give the ball to Montgomery. Pull the guard. From the 18-yard line. And he scores a touchdown. Like, holy, how'd they do that? But here's who they're going up against. Armstead, Hargrave, if Farrell's ready to go. Kinlaw's up front there, too. And I talked about Roquan Smith and Queen. Warner and Greenlaw are the best duo. You saw Greenlaw with the two picks last week, not going down like a psycho, but how good is Fred Warner, man? 
You know, there's a saying in soccer about like watching defensive midfielders. If like you watch the ball, you don't see them. If you watch them, you see the whole game. You got to watch Fred Warner play football, man. You learn so much watching him. It's great. I love watching Fred Warner play football, man. O-line doesn't give up a lot of sacks, but they did give up three in the wild card win. Uh, Goff was forced off his spot a couple times uh, against the Bucks, But they're going up against Bosa, who is an animal. Chase Young, who they get. Randy Gregory, I know, is spelling guy, so he's, he's an impact guy that can you know have a few plays here and there, so he can give you your best move. His best move. But Bosa against Penny uh, Penny Sewell on that edge. Oh, my God. That's worth the price of admission, that, that matchup. So are the Lions going to be able to protect Goff? They did a solid job. They've given up a but they've done a solid job. And now Goff throwing the ball. St. Brown is going to be followed by Ward. I love that matchup. Um... Laporta against Warner or Greenlaw or or Gibson or Brown possibly, Lenore against Williams, Oliver against uh, Raymond or Reynolds. These are some great matchups when the Lions have the ball. So, can they get the run game going? Because we know Goff loves play action. He really gets going when uh, and he's he's firing and he's his ratings are great when he's able to dictate when he wants to throw the ball not when he's sitting back in shotgun three-step drop and like oh my god nobody's open i gotta get out of here. no that doesn't really work well right uh all right go to the numbers third down niner offense fourth in the league on third down efficiency going against the 12th defense uh 14th versus 27th on fourth down lions 11th in the league against the niners 24th ranked 15th versus 15th on fourth down playoffs niners were great Last week against the Packers in third down, 10 of 16. And the Lions have given up four conversions in 12 uh, attempts. One of one in the Detroit, also six of 14. One of one on offense against a Niner defense, seven of 13 of one. Uh, red zone, Niners number one red zone offense against the Detroit 29th ranked defense. If the Niners get in the red zone, look out, folks, because the Lions are giving up touchdowns. And Detroit, to be fair, is the third-ranked offense against the Niners' 16th, so middle of the pack there. If the Lions can get back what they give up against um, Niners' offense, the Lions can get that back. I could even it out. Niners only one trip in the red zone, one touchdown in the postseason. Five trips they gave up last week to the Packers. Two touchdowns, two field goals, one turnover on downs. Lions, seven trips so far in the postseason, six touchdowns, one field goal. They've done a great job offensively. Defensively, 50%. Six trips, three touchdowns, three field goals given up. Turnover margin. Niners, seventh plus 10. Lions, 16th with a zero rating. 23 giveaways, 23 takeaways. How about the the Niners? Took the ball away 28 times this season. Uh, playoffs, they picked Love off twice. The Niners did last week. And the Lions picked off big twice. Specialist, Moody for the Niners. Wyshnowski, the punter. Very good guy, uh, kickers. Badgley and Fox, the specialist for the Lions. Moody had a blocked field goal. They also gave up the Nixon kickoff return. The Niners uh, specialist did. So how do the Lions win this? I think if Goff is great in the running game, stabilizes play action. I think that's the way the Niners um, could let the Lions hang around. And if the Lions can hang around and they're believing, like I really think Campbell at one point is just going to be like, I've told you. Everything that's going to happen. 
just make the play right now that we've talked about. And somebody's going to go make a play because they have so much belief in what Dan Campbell's saying. So the Niners, I don't think, can let the Lions stick around in this game. If this game's within a possession, the Lions could absolutely steal it and see themselves in the Super Bowl. Niners have to get the Lions off the field, get some turnovers, and really frustrate them. Uh, I think that's the way the Niners can win it. Because if McCaffrey and Debo are the best players on the field and the defense stops the run, Niners are in another Super Bowl. And I think that's what's going to happen. Give me the Niners 31-21 in this one. All right. Coaching openings. Carolina's still open. Harbaugh is going to the Chargers. Basically hired, done deal, Harbaugh. They're tweeting about it. Harbaugh will be the Charger head coach. He leaves behind Michigan with a national championship. Three straight playoff appearances. Um, turn that school around, and, and he deserves a lot of credit for that. So he's back in the National Football League. Atlanta had interviewed Harbaugh, but it seems like it's going to be Belichick. They also want to talk to Vrabel. Washington is leaning towards the Lions offensive coordinator Johnson, and then Tennessee has hired Brian Callahan, the former Cincinnati offensive coordinator. Seattle also looking for a head coach. All right, midweek soccer. Chelsea overturned the 1-0 uh, deficit in the Carabao Cup semifinal against Middlesbrough. They win at the bridge 6-1. Own goal, Enzo, Diassi, Palmer had a brace. Majueke came off the bench and scored. Rodgers got a uh, consolation goal for Middlesbrough. And Chelsea will face Liverpool at Wembley again in the Carabao Cup Finals, just like 2022 again, after Liverpool went to Fulham with a 2-1 aggregate lead. Diaz got Liverpool on the board, and then Diop made it interesting. Last interesting, uh, made the last 15 minutes pretty uh, thrilling, but Liverpool hold on and advance on aggregate. So Liverpool-Chelsea, that is Sunday, February 25th. The final at Wembley. Munich beat Berlin 1-0. Guerrero goal. All right, we, uh, maybe, maybe we weekend soccer preview, folks. We'll leave that in. That's fun. FA Cup weekend in England. The Prem versus Prem games that we have. Chelsea versus Villa. Tottenham versus City. Sheffield United versus Brighton. Everton against Luton Town. Fulham against Newcastle. So we will have five um, Prem teams out into the next round of the FA Cup. La Liga. Las Palmas play Real Madrid. Barcelona play Villarreal. Atletico host Valencia. Serie A, Juventus host Empoli. AC Milan welcome in Bologna. Florentina host Inter. Bundesliga, Rebel Leipzig travels Stuttgart. Augsburg welcome in Munich. Leverkusen, Gladbach, big game there. Dortmund and Bochum, the last game. Ligue PSG host Brest. College basketball, Texas, Oklahoma. Texas, a big road win in Norman. Purdue blew out Michigan, and then Houston slips by in Utah in Provo, beating BYU. Some games this weekend, you got Michigan State against Wisconsin on Friday, and I, I'm going to be honest, guys, the Michigan State thing doesn't make sense to me. They are so good. The players they brought back, Izzo is such a good coach. It makes no sense to me. I really think that Michigan State team is going to make a run somehow. Um, maybe as like a, a middle seed. Because they're too good. They're too talented to be doing this. They really are. So I don't get that. I think they could score an upset in Wisconsin. You got Seton Hall Marquette, which is a giant game in the Big East. Seton Hall's done really well in the conference. Uh, Kansas-Iowa State, a Big 12 war. The Big 12 is awesome. The next three games are... Kansas-Iowa State, Texas-BYU, Texas-Tech-Oklahoma. I mean, those are some really, really great games 
and games where they're going to decide seeding in the Big 12. And that those will decide, you know, because they're not going to line them all up. Not all the Big 12 teams are going to be one, two, three. You know, somebody's going to be an eight. Somebody's going to be a nine, maybe. Maybe one of the bottom teams might even be a 12. Who knows? No, I'm just kidding, right? Just kidding, just kidding. But the Big 12, night after night after night after night after night. These are some great basketball games. So um, hopefully you've been watching them. So you got Kansas, Iowa State, ranked, ranked, I think. Texas, BYU is ranked, ranked. Uh, Tech, OU. And then uh, Auburn, Mississippi State is a very good game in the SEC. SEC is a good league. I would say... The three best leagues, Big 12, we'll go SEC, and I, you know, I love my biggies, so I have to put, throw them in there, but the Pac-12 is respectable. ACC is better than it was, which is, you know, not saying much because it's been bad, but it's not, you know, the great ACC anymore right now. We'll see what happens with some of the new teams that they bring in, <laughs> Cal and Stanford and who SME, right? Crazy, the ACC get lost. Um, Big Ten, Big Ten or Big East? Pro honestly, Big Ten probably over Big East, and then I'll put Big East fourth. All right. Um, so you got some big games on the horizon this weekend in college basketball and golf. Torrey Pines, uh, Farmers Insurance Open, really good field out there. Max Homan defending champ. They got it started on Wednesday, um, so they go Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, so they'll finish it up before Conference Championship Sunday, which is very, very smart. Good job by CBS, and then they'll do Friday night, third-round coverage in primetime, and Saturday night, final-round coverage in primetime on CBS. So you got no uh, Saturday night football. Guess what? You got Saturday night golf, and hopefully It'll be a good uh, finish so that you can have uh, a nice thing to watch on Saturday evening. I think there's some good college basketball that I just talked about as well on Saturday. So, plenty. I know we only got three football games left, folks. So, you got to enjoy it. You got to savor it. But you also have to face the reality that we're almost done with another NFL season. So, sink your teeth in for these last two games. And then we'll deal with the Super Bowl in, in two weeks' time. But, you got to... Not take it for granted. Only got three games left, folks. Three games left in this wild, wild NFL season. So we will recap the two title games. However they go, Chiefs and Ravens in Baltimore. And then you got the Lions traveling out to Santa Clara to take on the San Francisco 49ers. Very, very excited for these two games. Can't wait for these two games. We will recap it all on Tuesday's show. That, soccer, college basketball, golf, all that and more Tuesday. Everybody have a great weekend. Enjoy the two games on Sunday. Talk to you next week. Until then, peace.
football and sometimes other sports show. That's the name of it? Guys, check out his podcast. That sounds like my kind of podcast. Football, 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 and sometimes other sports show. Sounds like me.